Hello everyone, Elazar Bloom here, Relationships Revisited, where we are exploring the space between, and I am very happy to be with you all. As a therapist, I'd say the most important and the most difficult thing that I do on a regular basis is slow things down for a couple. When a couple comes into my office, it is often fast and furious, and couples that are distressed are often stuck in a cycle that is really part of two nervous systems which are triggered into sympathetic fight-or-flight activation interacting and bouncing off one another, and when that happens, it results in in a polarization. They are stuck in a place where their lives feel, each of their lives feel like they are in danger. And so that sympathetic activation is full-born, and it happens very quickly because if it's really that urgent, it's life-threatening, it needs to happen immediately. So slowing it down is the first thing that I am challenged to do as that pained couple walks into my office. So let's take an example, and I'll tell you a little bit more about what I mean over here to kind of really get clear on it. When, let's say the husband, when he forgets to bring a package to FedEx, the couple tells me something along these lines. He forgets to bring the package to FedEx. It's happened before. And she hears that, that he hasn't brought the package. It's still sitting in his trunk. Her nervous system registers this as a survival threat. Now, how is a FedEx package, how is that possibly a survival threat? It really has to do with the fact that this is her most important person. And if he can't get her there here, if he can't be there for her in this place, so her nervous system picks up really quickly that this guy who you're entrusting yourself to is not there for you, and that part of her brain, which is wired for connection, for safety, think about that infant needing her mother, right? Without that connection, she dies. That same part of the brain is now activated into that survival with her husband. So from that place, and it's really important that we we understand, it's really from that place that she screams, why can't I count on you? It was not such a difficult thing that I asked. You seem to find time for everything else except for the thing that I ask you. And she, her face is red. She is, her eyes are bulging. There's tremendous intensity there. And it seems totally out of proportion. Totally out of proportion. I mean, we're talking about a FedEx package after all. Like, what's going on over here? It doesn't seem to make sense on the surface. But if you take the elevator down, if you see what's really at stake here, her reaction makes total sense. Remember, her nervous system that is wired to protect her is now activated to deal with a threat to her very well-being, to her safety. The fear, the uncertainty around her being able to count on her on her man is crucial. So it really isn't her fault. 
her nervous system automatically activates into the self self protection mode, and this happens so quickly. She's not like she's thinking about okay, I need now to react in this way. It happens like in one one hundredth of a second. It's so quick. It's called neuroception. It's not. It's not even like she's her nervous system perceives it. Neuroception. What's the alternative? The alternative is her saying nothing and doing nothing. And where is that going to leave her? Well, it leads her in, leaves her in danger, vulnerable to, to very deep hurt and abandonment. And that's not an option that her nervous system will even allow for. It's her nervous system's job to keep her alive and well. Okay, so before, you know, we get, you know, there might be people that are getting up, I don't know, a little bit upset or, or frustrated, um, or at least questioning that like, okay, does this mean that I'm saying that no one's responsible for any of their behavior because if it's coming from the nervous system and it's self-protective and um, you know is in their survival mode that, okay, they can do anything they want to or need to? I'm not saying that. I'm, I want to address that. I'm going to leave that for a little bit later on. But first, I want to go to his to his part of this thing and show how, well, his reaction to her, which we'll see in a moment, is also not his fault. So he hears this complaint, he hears this critique, he hears these words, these, and he sees, not only he hears the words, but he hears the energy and the intensity and the the venom, the rage that's, that is vested there. He sees her facial gestures. His nervous system is picking up all of these signals. And guess what? Obviously, his nervous system says that, okay, this is not safe. This is a survive. This is a threat to, to your to, to your well being, right? Her harsh words are also threatening. Why? Because his most important person, the woman that he cares more about than anybody else, his most significant person, is furious with him, and that fury tells him that he might lose her. That. If she continues in this fury, if she continues to be so unhappy and upset with him, well, people walk away when they're not happy. So again, that same part of the brain, that same the limbic system that's wired for him as an infant to connect with his with his mother for survival, it's activated with her. It's automatic. And from that place, he gets defensive and he says, Well, I was I I was gonna drop it off, but when I got there, it was closed. I, I guess I was too late. Now, this is not exactly true, as she later finds out because she checks the website and she sees that it's open till 10 p.m. He tells a lie. Again, on the surface, it makes no sense. Why would a generally honest person, a generally honest man who doesn't, he's not a compulsive liar, why would he, why would he deceive here? Why would he lie about something like this? It's, it's a FedEx package. It doesn't make sense on the surface. But again, if you take the elevator down, his reaction makes total sense. His nervous system is wired to deal with these type of situations which, which feel like they are a threat to his well-being. Because if this is true and she's furious, like as furious as, as she sees right, seems right now, he will lose his most important person. Yeah, it's it's that intense. So when our lives are in danger, and that's what we are neurocepting at, in those moments, 
We go to desperate extremes. It is really not a choice. We are not using our frontal cortex. This is not analysis. This is automatic. The nervous system kicks in and does what it needs to do to protect and save us in those moments. That's why I'm always coming with a frame of it's not his fault or it's not her fault. And that's not to get anybody off the hook. It's not to say that angry, rageful behavior is has the therapist's stamp of approval, or that lies and deceit have the, the therapist's stamp of approval. It's it's not about that. It's about seeing the behavior in its true context. We are responsible. But the part of our brain that is activated automatically in those moments is not thinking. And nothing is going to be possible to change unless we slow things down and see what it really is, ha- what's really happening there. Otherwise, it's just stuck in this automatic, reactive um, loop. But if things can be slowed down, and she's able to talk about what's behind that anger. She's able to, sh- to to understand first about herself what's behind that anger, the fear that's there of losing him, that he's not going to be there for her, and she can express that with the vulnerable vulnerability that is that is truly there. Well, then it can start to make sense, and he can find a place of compassion and understanding for her, and, and also want to show up for her more. Similarly, if she can understand that he's not lying because he's a liar, because he has character flaws, but because he is. And again, he first has to understand this about himself, that my fear here, why I do lie, is that like, if I, I want to get us back to a better place. I don't want to lose her. I want this to be okay. I don't want her to reject and, 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 and run away from me. If that can, if it can be, under, that can be understood and then shared, well, then behaviors can change. Then he can feel, Okay, I don't have to lie to her. I can. She understands me. I can tell her that I, I just got, I guess, distracted, and I'm really sorry because you were counting on me. Can move into much more relational spaces with one another, and that's our best hope. Otherwise, it just gets locked into this fast and furious loop that is based upon our individual nervous systems moving into self-protection, which unfortunately will lead to more pain and. That is the last thing that we want with our person. So I am hoping that this little piece over here has slowed it down for all of us a little bit, and maybe you can find yourself in this. I certainly find myself in this, and I'm very familiar with when my nervous system kicks into gear. And i wishing us all the best to move into a place of more understanding and presence so that we can have the relationships that we want. Looking forward to being together with you next time here in Relationships Revisited, exploring the space between.